Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're going to talk about how to find a gaming group if you don't have one. Hmm. Yes. I think that's a pretty tough one to do if you don't have a gaming group. If you move to a new city or something like that or whatever, whatever the situation is. I think it, in the old days it was pretty tough. I'm going to talk about the old days kind of. The old days. So I, I look at it this way. You either get involved in a gaming group because your brother got a game and tells you he wants to play and they need an extra person. And then... No, I begged him to play. <laughs> well, no, my brother got the game and oh, they funny. needed the extra person. So I got to read rules and make a character and go, what am I doing? What is this all about? You know, or me, I asked my older brother to play and he goes, no, no. And he didn't have the rule book either, which were hard to come by in Salinas. And, and uh, he finally copied the rules and played with, we played with that. So that's, the, that's one way. You, right. when you're a teenager or a kid, you know your your friends discovered this game, and there you go. And then, then I involved Sip and Esteban, and I convinced them to play, and they were more than willing to play. And so we played the heck out of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, original, and then advanced aiding the advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Anyway, so barring a group of friends that already play or are even interested in playing, back then you'd put your name on on a bulletin board and on a card at a game store if you had one or a hobby store and they would have like a bulletin board uh, a bulletin board would be like a a thing they hang physically on the wall somewhere with a cork board and you stick pins you, you don't see anybody's literally making the stick the pin yeah. in the cork board and actually they still exist if you go to a, almost any local game gaming shop, store yeah game store they have that cork board there and you can put paper and that's because you old men are still around (laughs) so that's one way you do it the other way would be word of mouth right your my brother learned how to play a game then i begged him for him to teach me to play or play with me or run the game for me because i thought it sounded absolutely amazing and it was so so you're 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 a teenager right you have this group of people that you play with but then people go off to college and they move you get married you go to different cities then what do you do? You got to find a new group. So talking about the old ways, clubs, they kind of existed back in the day. It usually involved school, right? It usually involved a club at school. In fact, there was a Dungeons and Dragons group started by my friend, uh, Bob, back in, high, in junior high. We had junior high, not middle school back then. He tried to get me because the teacher who wanted to play, he had heard about this game. And... I I was the expert because I had been playing since I was in uh since you were 11 5th grade yeah. right so they wanted me to go but but my period of lunch was different from what the teacher had so I never got to play at this lunchtime period even though I really wanted to do it anyway so there was clubs at school if you were brave enough to out yourself as a D&D player back in the 80s I wasn't but uh <laughs> Especially in high school, uh, we didn't. Not I wasn't really scared. I just, I wasn't. I just didn't. I, it wasn't something you needed people to know because yeah. then they would just you know make kinda fun hassle, of you. Yeah, yeah. Kind of hassle you a little bit. Now I'm old and don't give a crap. I guess. Uh, and then there is 
I can't remember. Oh, conventions, right? You could go to convention when I was 16. Conventions have existed since 1974. But you were lucky because when you were 16, you had an older brother who got you a gig doing security <laughs> at the convention. So you guys could afford to get it because they gave you a room, right? Yes, yes. So you, you took your eight friends and did security for them and you all got to play games, right? Right, right. Though a lot of times we didn't play games, we just goofed around. When we went to that convention. Because you were 16 and yeah, teenagers. Well, it was, first year was just me and Felipe. Yeah. And then we talked to the guys and they're like, oh, we could do that. So we told them we could get like we could get like eight guys to do security for we could do one day. And they were totally fine with it. So we were really re- lucky to have that convention. And, and we went there, what, at least uh, from 1983 to like 90 something. So we were there for like seven years. I've never actually been there. I mean, when you with you guys, yes, yeah. yes, right. So that's the old days, and it's it's definitely gotten easier and it's gotten better, right? But it's still there's still people out there who can't find a group. I, I they lament. There's a, I'm on Facebook, and depending on what group I'm in, whether it's Twilight Two Thousand group or this other group or one group or another that I'm in. There's always somebody goes, oh, there's nobody around me that plays. I'm well, it's 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 kind of hard. Like one of my job, I work with salesmen and they're like, you do your husband does what? And I'm like, they don't they can't even fathom the concept of what of what it is. Role playing games. Right. So they're like, OK, so, you know, when you some places where you work you're not gonna there's not gonna be people that that do that they're all fuddy daddies though i know even though they're like just a couple years a few years older than me so there you go so (laughs) some people might have a hard time if they especially if they go somewhere new but you know there's always somebody that's telling you they're gonna do something on the weekend and if you ask them questions they might go well i'm gonna go play at my friend's house (laughs) we get together every week and you know if you've if you keep asking them questions, you might find a group that way. I, I forget. What, I think it was. I think I was listening to another podcast, gaming podcast. I think it was Brett and Sean, and one of them has this big old huge foam D twenty that he puts on his desk, as like as a like outing himself, so people could. Hey, you play Dungeons and Dragons? There's always that one. You put yourself out there. Well, and nowadays it's not. There's no stigma attached to it because there's actual place right so younger people are like oh that's cool uh right well critical role right yeah like the number one money maker on twitch so people are like you know these they got their own cartoon from the website smallbiztrends.com eight ways to make money from your twitch channel one become a google please stop hey google stop (laughs) that was interesting (laughs) Did we even mention Google? No. No, she's just kind of... He said Twitch and that was it. Anyway, so yeah, right. Twitch uh, made... T- uh, not Twitch, but... Uh, what is it called? Critical Role made 10 million, like 10 million bucks on Twitch. The highest earning uh, Twitch user thingy. I'm not a Twitcher, so I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so, so luckily now that we have internet, the inner tubes... It's gotten much easier to find a group, to find people near you and all this other stuff. I think there was this, I, I, I think it was called pen and paper, but I don't know. It's been a long time. And uh, since I, I, you, I belong to it, and I actually found, that's where I found Anne, the lady who played Pathfinder with us at Steve's house. And she was really good. 
and uh, unfortunately the campaign fell apart. But it obviously worked. She she was really into uh, Warhammer though. So there was this pen and paper thing, and it worked really well. Uh, I don't know. I only really uh, got Anne to play, but there were other people on there who were near. It told you who you were near and blah blah blah, and your criteria for playing, what games, and all that. So I I, I guess that that website is now defunct. I, I haven't seen it or heard from them in a while. The other things you can do online, like if you're a member of Roll Twenty or even uh, not a Roll Twenty, I mean it's free. You don't have to pay, but they have looking for a group. Uh, looking for a game and there's a certain criteria of like what games you like yeah what games you like and all kinds of criteria that you can put into their little uh their little shuffler their little on their thing. thing kind of thing and it'll you'll you'll get a list of people who are wanting to form a group now this is online of course so that, that that's I mean, some people have a have a problem playing online or don't like playing online for whatever reason. But if you don't have a group and you're by yourself, that might be a very good alternative. Yeah. And you might find people near you. I think a lot of people who have a problem playing online haven't tried it or they haven't tried it in a while. Because in the early stages of trying online, the internet wasn't very good. Things were unstable, but, uh, but things have gotten much better. There's different ways of doing it, right? There's, you could go through Roll Twenty, or you can do something like just use Zoom. Uh, you can use Discord. There's all kinds of different ways of of getting together via some conferencing tool or whiteboard. And all of those things might have a few bugs the first couple right. of times you do it. And as people are, the Roll Twenty is probably the easiest. I don't think a lot of people have a problem except. Because you, because the camera, you can put the camera and the the voice on, or you right? could turn it off, yeah. So, so that's one way. That's right. pretty easy. Um, Zoom sometimes has is probably pretty easy too, um, as long as people can figure out how to not mute themselves and share their screen, things like that. <laughs> and Discord might be. Uh, sometimes I have a little bit harder time getting onto Discord. My son always has to help me, so. But you can learn it easily. It's just you know you have to do it, right? Right. There's a little. There might be some. What do you call it? Some technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah. Yet you figure out. So we we mentioned uh, Roll Twenty. They have a looking for group thing. Fantasy Grounds, uh, another uh, tabletop virtual tabletop, does the same thing. There, uh, there is a couple other uh, tabletop virtual tabletop uh, sites. Sites that you can. <laughs> that you can look up, and they all could, and they all have, I'm sure, a function that says "looking for a group." Right? Okay. So another thing that, let's say, you want don't want to go online route, don't want to go online. There's like a meetup, right? You can go to meetup, and you can look for a group or look for, uh, yeah, looking for a group. And they'll there's all kinds of there's like clubs. I don't know if you ever been on meetup, but there's they have clubs and stuff like that, and you'll find almost anything you want that you can people find or want to get together for go play frisbee on you know frisbee in this park in this part of the city uh go drumming in the park somewhere and go play role-playing games or board games somewhere so that's a that's a pretty cool way of doing it uh like i said a lot of uh, vtts have uh, looking for a group facebook I know that's a huge, you know, a huge uh, 
what is it? Uh, a huge social media platform, but they have even local groups for playing board games or playing role playing games. I'm you know I'm in a couple of groups here in the Bay Area. One is a Bay Area gamer group or something like that, and they're the ones who uh, who play uh, organized play, right? For mm-hmm. uh, and then there's one for for D and D, and there's one for Pathfinder and. And there's other group, local groups, uh, there's local board game groups that that have you know, that have a, a, a Facebook page. So you could do those kind of searches. Should I give you my safety speech? <laughs> okay, I don't know what your safety speech is, but go ahead. Just make sure you meet in a public place oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you always have to be careful. There's just some people who might want to abuse or or take advantage of the situation. So always be careful, especially meeting real people online that you met online in person, right? You definitely want to meet in a, in a very open location. Uh, so we could, I, we, I mentioned uh, bulletin boards at game stores, but game stores themselves now have advanced to, to having usually they have spaces where you can play games. So game stores themselves will have at the very least a magic the gathering night somewhere usually friday but they also have board game nights and they'll have uh, uh organized play now and then they have just role-playing games people that meet there to do role-playing games right right and depending on how big the, the game store is they you're right they'll have private groups that meet there and they'll play games and some some places charge and some places don't there was a, a game store in in the Mountain View in our, near us that didn't charge you for a table, but you know if you're gonna be there, they would like you like either buy stuff or or buy snacks from them and stuff. They wouldn't allow outside food to go into the store, and that's something you know you should patronize the people who who uh, give you space to play. And uh, but if they had an event, they wouldn't charge you or they wouldn't. Uh, well, That's unless it was stuff. a Pokemon or, right, or yeah, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, where you buy decks or something like that for wherever you pay an entrance fee. And we're in the Bay Area and there's a, lot, there's a few gaming stores. I heard they're going to open one, a space downtown where you can do like, in, like, like the gaming store in Portland where they have where they serve alcohol and you oh, can play games like and stuff pub? like that. Uh, it was sort of the the one in Portland Game Cafe, yeah, it's yeah. called Moxie. Is that what it was called? Yeah, it's called Moxie. Well, and then we, when we went to Seattle to visit your niece and Mario, oh, uh, the, no, the one in Portland is Guardian Games. Yes, and the other one that in Seattle was called Moxie. In Seattle, it was pretty cool. It was really nice. I mean, it was it was a huge it was a huge game store with board games and role playing games right. and you know a game store, but they had these huge rooms and they had a bar they had a bar and they had it upstairs where people gamed and all kinds of it was really cool it was really neat and yeah. the bay area has stuff like that but There's it not- wasn't quite as i haven't been to one here that was quite as elaborate yeah yeah that's really strange it's always struck me as strange because you would think that silicon valley with the the whole computer culture nerd culture kind of geek culture i don't want you which one you want to use doesn't have a sophisticated gaming cafe well and by sophisticated i mean nice not nice i mean some of the the, the well like 
the game stores that we go to here, when they have events and they have places for role-playing games, a lot of times their stores like they used to be a a Target or they or a Mervins or something, right? So it's huge, and they just put out tables, and you're like all in in one a place. Space. It was a, some kind of industrial thing or or yeah, yeah. retail space before. So, but like the one in Seattle. It was like a, a building that they converted into a gaming store on the bottom and on the top. And it could have been industrial, or not industrial, yeah, but business place. Like an office space. Yeah, it was something like that. But but what they did do is they kept some rooms private so you can... Yes. So, I mean, with the, we could close the door yeah. and you can... And it, it wasn't... Uh, you weren't like in a general population where there was a din of other people playing games. But like some of the newer, newer stores here, well, like... One of them moved to a bigger space, and right. but the space is like a a big retail space, so it's there's no walls right for the gaming. Right, there's it's no just, separation. Yeah, there's right. a, a rope. Right. <laughs> which is cool. I mean, I like it. I think it's really cool, and it's a great place to go to meet people to play games. Right. And right. organized play is probably one of the best things if you don't know if you're somewhere you don't know people and you want to meet a group. Right. If you go to organized play, you're going to meet all kinds of people. And they do the organized play on certain weekends, right? But they also, if you start talking to them, they make have their, own, their group. own groups. Yeah, make your own group. And you can make a, find people to play with that way. Right. Because you know they're into the same game that you are. Right. If you have a decent a decent game store anywhere near you, uh, just talk to, to the owner. You know, uh, Talk to the owner and then say, hey, yeah, I'm new. Or whatever. And say, hey. And because and of... The or the staff, they're pretty reliable people. I mean, they they are not reliable. They're pretty knowledgeable people, and they they'll hear about other people, you know, needing a person or stuff like that. Or they they all and still to this day they still have that they still have that bulletin board, and there's still people looking for a group on that bulletin board. I mean, I I the last time I was at a, physically at a game store and I looked at that bulletin board, sure enough, there was also stuff for like flyers for competitions and and. Uh, Terminant, tournament tournaments for like pokemon or magic gathering but they also had looking for a group i knew you know and they they usually have a calendar i like the the game castle that moved to our local mall they have that on the wall it tells you the calendar of events for their their store right and then there's all kinds of flyers all around (laughs) it and i'm like that so saul is right there really is a physical built bulletin board in the game store still right that's pretty funny because like like it's in this day and age of of uh of computers and internet people are still sticking that and i think it works because what happens is is that i see people looking for it looking uh, looking at that thing and actually so sometimes they'll they'll have a number or 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 website and i see people writing down the thing and and looking uh gonna go look into it see if they are a good fit for For myself i think a game store is a good place to go and meet people and play games and maybe play games that they're running there at the store because that way you can gauge the people and be more comfortable with them so if they do invite you to play in their group at their house or you you can see that they have a wife and kids you are actually physically seeing the people right which helps me to not be i don't know i don't know if i've told you my 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 theory on people but when i first meet people i start out with them as i 
I don't know them, so they could be a serial killer. And <laughs> then it goes down from there, right? And you're working way down from there. Yes. Because I'm just, that's just me, right? Okay. <laughs> so when I say be careful, that's what I mean. You know, you never know who you're meeting. So it's good to meet people at gaming stores and stuff like that. Because then you can, they, they might be playing games there. And I know like the board game people, they play games at libraries a lot of times. Right. I was going to move the, to on to the games day, right? Yeah. At a local library. Or lo- libraries are very good places for clubs. Yes. As long as, uh, it used to be a lot easier to get a group or form a club at a library and play all the time. Now some, they want you to, to pay them to use their, their well, room sometimes. And if you don't want to pay, then you, you have to belong to like a, what is it? A non-profit organization. Non-profit organization and then blah, blah, blah. But I think if you just talk to the to the main librarian and say, you know, this is what I want to do and this is you know, whatever, like I just want to start a board gaming group. I'm going to set up bring board games and we're going to play games from this time to this time. This is what I want to do. Cause the, the whole idea of a public library is that you play, you play, you pay public funds and it should be, uh, the community room should be at your disposal disposal. If it's not being used by another group. Right. right. And there's, there's that problem is that other groups do vie for yeah. public space. There's a library in Los Altos, California that has a, been having games day, like once every three months for board years. games. For years and years. And to the point where it would really get really crowded. I remember going. And, a it, and times. it started to bother the librarians. Well, no, I don't know about that, but I remember going there a couple of times and we just walked out because there it were was too just many so people. crowded and yeah. there was no room. Uh, I think we met Bay there once. Were you there when I met Bay? Mm, I don't know. I saw Bay and we played the game, I think. So games days at local libraries or even games days at game uh, stores. Game stores. Uh, local conventions, right? Local conventions, even if the smallest local convention is going to have people there that play games, role-playing yes. games or board games. And that's a great way of finding people who you get along with is playing a game with them, especially right. a, a, a role-playing a four-hour yeah. plus role-playing game. You go to a convention, not only is there multitudes of people who, multitudes of different gms and different games but you get to play with them for a while and you get to know these different people are a good fit and it might not be a big convention it might just be a one day or a saturday sunday thing right where and if it's local and and i know they have local conventions all over the place right they're usually small yes. because there's not a lot of people and they, they don't have a lot of space so maybe they are doing it at the library or at the the Elks Hall or right. whatever. The Lodge. The Lodge. <laughs> um, the community center where yeah. where they can they have a big space. So that's a, a great way to meet people. And I know a lot of a lot of places have those and they're not like advertised like nationally or anything because it's just local, right? Right, right. It's the tri-county area yeah. <laughs> meetup or whatever they call it. And like I said, w- what happens there is you get to meet them but not only do you see them and but the fact that you actually get if you're lucky you get into a game you get to play with people and you're saying oh and and you just start up a conversation oh how long you guys been playing about where do you live and also sometimes your badge will tell you where you live like locally when we go to dungeon con and pacific con i mean and and uh it'll have your name or whatever you want to be called now your nickname 
and then below it it'll say the the town and I, I've done that before in the past when I was on vacation on vacation when I was in a convention I go oh you're in San Jose I'm in San Jose and they go where do you live and then like West San Jose or whatever I go oh wow we're like blocks away from each other so that's one way of of meeting people who are local who are close to you and you can and then you know you out way to you play the game with them before you strike up the conversation because <laughs> after if you don't really like care for their demeanor or the way they act then you don't want to invite yourself over with, hey, let's play a game outside of the convention. But, for example, Shannon, that's what he would do, right? A long time ago, I think it was at Kublicon, I met him, and we played a game together, and he asked me for my for my uh, email. email, and I gave it to him, and he sent me an email to join his Yahoo group. This is how old, this is how long ago this was. And uh, he sent me an email to join his group, right? And I'm like, okay, and he sent me the email, and I just totally forgot, literally totally Being forgot about it. And then, and then, and then I saw him again at Kublicon the next year, and I played this another game with him. And then he goes, "Did you, you never join my?" Oh, you know what? It's not like I'm like I am forgetful. I am, you know. I saw the email. I meant to, you know, but, you know, but I, at the time, I don't know what it was. You know, he was distracted. I was distracted. I was busy. And I, and then I I go I went ahead and uh, I joined his Yahoo group. And in the Yahoo group, he would just have discussions, right? That's all he would do. But then, then you know, he became a friend, and we started playing games together. And now he's part of the, what he calls the Stanford group because we meet. We used to meet physically at Stanford College, and, or on the campus, and uh, and play there. And so, other people that I met there, and I was just talking to Jolene before, is that every person in that group, except for you, Jolene, uh, I met through going to conventions and Felipe. And Felipe, that's right. <laughs> My brother, when, when he lived here, did he go there? Yeah. Him and Honda and and her friend. Jason. Yes. And those three turkeys moved to Portland. Yes. Uh, yeah, Portland. Well. More or less Portland. Yeah. Portland area. That's funny. You're right. So, oh, right. So everybody in that group, except for you and Felipe, my brother, uh, I met through going to conventions or because of going to conventions. So there you go. I think uh, conventions are, and games days are perfect places where you can go meet people, meet, see how they are, and and find out if they're a good fit. In fact, we went to that Gaslands thing at the at the Mountain View oh, Game yeah? Castle, and the person who played the game and taught it to us, or we played with, then after that. We saw them at KublaCon, him and his mom. Yes, yes. And it was really cool because we had met them at the at the, at the local gaming store and they were great at this game. Yeah, yeah. And then they were at KublaCon doing the same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think we told them about KublaCon. Uh, you might have. You tell yeah. everybody about yeah, KublaCon yeah. and every convention you yes. can talk about. Yeah. And he goes, Yeah, I think about going there. You really should. I go, it's a big war war gaming convention and this game would be like a hit there. And it was really neat because it was funny because speaking of uh, in the previous podcast about kids who play with uh, parents or whatever the other way around, I don't know how you call it. His mom was like playing. I thought at first I thought she was just a gamer kid mom because the guy was young, but he wasn't like. He was in his 20s. Early 20s. Yeah. Mid 20s, whatever. So he wasn't a little kid. No. But his mom was there, right? And then then, uh, I thought she was just like, you know, I want to be next to my son. But no, but she was playing the game and played with him when he was a little kid. And and that's amazing. And that's really neat. 
I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. you meet all kinds of cool people really? at your ga- local gaming stores and right. conventions and stuff. So yeah, I think his name is Chris. I think yes. So when you go to conventions and you go to games days and let's say you don't have a, a group to play with or, or or looking for a group, I think just keep you know keep a you know you could get a business card. I I've done that. I got a business card from a. I don't know, like Vista print or something like when you get 500 cards for like 10 bucks or something. And I made a, I made a gamer business card and on there I just, you know, I put like what games I want, like to play, what my name is and uh, your phone number, my phone number and my hand, no, not my email address. And then maybe like, uh, what did I also put on my card? I think I put, uh, what games I like to play, right? Like even online, like, uh, what my handle is on steam. So anyway, so I hand those out to people and, and they'll eat Saul isn't shy though. You know, he's just, so if you are shy, it might be a little more difficult for you. He's not shy. He just walks up to people and starts talking to them where I'm like listening to conversations and I'll talk to you, but I might not walk up and just start a conversation with people that, you know, I don't know. Cause I'm a little less gregarious then. <laughs> Here's my weary. card. Here's yeah, my card. I don't start thinking that you're a serial killer and work my way up from there or down. I don't know how you look at it. But I think there's plenty of ways if you don't have a group, you just move to a place or whatever the situation is that there's plenty of places that you can, a bit different ways that you can find a group. Yes. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul. Angeline. You have a good day. <laughs>